Hello, podcast listeners. This is Dave. Welcome to Storytime with Dave. It is July 12th. Last night, I had my second show that I produced, and it went well. And enough people came to make it a good night. And I booked great comics. So I put on a great show. What can I tell you? The next one is August 8th. This is giving you enough time. I'm giving you a lot of notice here. You should go to it. It's August 8th. It'll be at Rhino Comedy Club. I I mean, like, I don't, you know, it's nice if you go see me. I like when you do that. But especially when you go to my Rhino show. Because then I get more money. You understand? I just split the money with them. And I got to pay my comics. And then what's what's left over, that's for me. So naturally... I want 30 people to show up. And this way I can leave with like 50 bucks. That would be nice. You know? Just a little something. Just a little something. That room fits 50. That'd be great. 50 people? That'd be great. Let's go for that. But what I'm more interested in is you sharing my podcast, which is free. I mean, the show's 10 bucks. If you, want, if you don't want to do that, just share my podcast. It's free. You don't have to pay at all. You can just share it for free. My podcast, Storytime with Dave, you can share it. You can do that for free. So the last episode I did was a participation episode. You know, people gave me topics. And then I discussed and ranted about said topics. I asked for controversy. And when I recorded that, I had uh, only given the poll a few hours. So once I finished that podcast episode, I received a few more topics. And so I will discuss those topics because I have integrity. So let's, let's get right to it. The first uh, responder, the first responder, God bless, uh, Steve, Steve Iodice. He asked, he, he, he responded twice. He responded twice. Um, so let's, let's get to you, Steve. The first thing that Steve asked, I guess, it was a question. What, what did I even say? What did I even post? I said, I want to rant on my podcast. Give me topics. And he asked me questions. So, okay. Why did my dad... Why did my dad not come back from the gas station? Well, that's a personal question, Steve, and I don't feel like ranting about it. But it seems like an obvious answer. He doesn't like you or your mother. Okay? If I was you, I would just assume it's your mother who was the problem. Because that way you don't have to feel so bad. Because imagine this. Imagine if a father left the family because of a kid. You never see that. You always see a dad. He's fed up with this woman. But he's got like a five-year-old and a three-year-old. And they're adorable. But he's like, I can't take this bitch anymore. And then he, and then he leaves. But imagine if it was the kids. If he was like, I love this woman. I really love her. But... This fucking seven-year-old Bobby, he's a little fucking piece of shit. Or Steve, 
my little 11 year old Steve Iodice who asked this question. He is so annoying. I got to leave. I'm leaving for good. And so that's what your dad did, Steve. Okay. That's why your dad didn't come back from the gas station. Now, if your dad actually left you, I'm sorry to hear that. But I assume, I assume you were messing around when you sent that. And you have to accept the results. You throw these things out there. I do what I do with them. And you accept what I do as a loyal podcast listener. Steve's other thing was, why do people show up to work? Steve, what kind of question is that? They show up to work for money. That's why they do it. That's a deep question, man. I don't want to get into deep questions. I, if I want to get into a deep question, I'll decide what the deep question is, and then I'll get into it. I can't have this just foisted upon me. I can't have deep questions foisted upon me. In the podcast, you know, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be out there. I'm not trying to be in there. Does that make sense? I'm trying to be out there. I'm not trying to be in there. Does that make sense? That makes sense, right? Okay. Why do people show up to work? I don't know, man. It does not a controversial question. If you were asking, like, why did Nazis show up for work, I guess that would be a controversial question. But to be honest with you, that would also be deep. I would have to go deep and talk about how we are all, deep down, we are all a little bit Nazi. We are. And I can expand on that. I could expand on that. But we'd be sitting here together for an hour or two, peeling back layers, getting in. But we don't want to be in there. We want to be out here. We don't want to be in there. You know what I'm saying? So in conclusion, people show up to work for money. Most people don't like their jobs. And they should take a risk and quit, but they won't. Okay? Is there anything else to say? I took a risk and quit. And I am running out of money. Okay? And it's getting pretty bad. Do I change my behavior and become more frugal? No. Why not? Because I have fetal alcohol syndrome. Now let's move on to the next one. Now here's a good one from Will Rooney. Thanks for your participation, Will. And thank you, thank you all for your participation in my endeavor. And I hope you listen. If you participated, I hope you at least I listen to this one and I'll tag you on Instagram when I post, when I post the episode, I'll tag you on Instagram. So you'll know that you were heard and you're important. Will wants me to talk about the marijuana epidemic. Well, let's talk about the marijuana epidemic. People think this is so great that they're legalizing marijuana. Marijuana is the devil. Marijuana, it's the devil's lettuce. They call it that for a reason. People think it's funny. It's not funny. <coughs> you heard that cough? Why do you think I cough like that? The devil. The devil's lettuce. That's why I cough like that. Marijuana. It is an epidemic. You know what? This this fact this goes perfectly because Harry Van Ness, 
asked me to talk about the opioid crisis. And Will Rooney wants me to talk about the marijuana epidemic. Well, they're linked. They're linked. Okay? You smoke a little marijuana, you smoke a little marijuana, and next thing you know, you're, you're heating up a spoon. You know what I mean? You're heating up a metal spoon, and then you're injecting. It is a gateway drug. And not only do I not think it should be legal, I think there should be harsher punishments. There should be harsher punishments for people who are caught with marijuana, unless it's me. And then it should be legal if it's me. But that's because I have a problem. As a fetal alcohol baby, I need my medication. But what's your excuse? Nothing. That's right. Unless you're willing to admit that you also have fetal alcohol baby syndrome. If you're willing to admit that, perhaps we'll let it slide. We can we can discuss. The marijuana epidemic. Pot, you know what? Everyone says, oh, well, it helps people with cancer, with their appetite. Well, do you have cancer? No. Do you have fetal alcohol syndrome, baby? No. Then why are you smoking it? Because you're lazy. And you're, you're, a, you're bringing nothing to the table. Okay? Whether or not I smoke pot right after finishing recording this is irrelevant. Whether or not I'm a hypocrite is irrelevant. I can still tell the truth and be a hypocrite. I can do that. And people got to stop smoking pot. Because it's fucked up. What else is there to say about pot? It can kill you. I knew a guy. Second time he smoked pot, he OD'd. They wouldn't write about it. They wouldn't write about it. They found uh, lots of Percocets in his system, but I know it was the pot. I think they found like seven Percocets. Come on. Act like you've never done. Really? You've never done seven Percocets? Come on. What is this, amateur hour? But the pot, I saw him take seven, eight bong rips. And you're telling me that's healthy? You're telling me that won't kill you? You don't know much about pot. I know a lot about Percocets. But you don't know much about pot. And you think... You, you really think it was the Percocets that did it? You really think it was the seven Percocets? You really think I just made this person up to make a point? You really think I would do that? I thought you knew me better. You really think I just made up a fictional person to bolster my argument that marijuana can kill you? Do you really think I would just make up a person who doesn't really exist? And then I will go as far to say that they took seven Percocets, but I don't think the Percocets killed them. I think it was the marijuana because I saw them smoke seven bong rips. You really think I would lie about that? That's unethical on your behalf. If I'm lying, if I'm lying, then let Jesus himself come down from the heavens and give me a stern talking to on my podcast. You've officially been invited, Jesus. 
You've officially been invited to story time with Dave. I'm lying. You sit next to me and you give me a stern talking to on the podcast. I'm sure that will get my subscribers up. If we got Jesus on, Joe Rogan can't even get Jesus. So let's see, Jesus. If I'm lying, which I am, come down here. Sit next to me. Let's record. I got a, I got a recorder. Let's do it. And you tell me what the problem is. You tell me what the issue is. And we'll have at it. That's what we'll do. Now, the opioid crisis, Harry Bandness. The opioid crisis is a Chinese hoax, similar to climate change. Okay? People are not dying from opioids. People, everyone who's dying from opioids, you know what they also find in their system? For the most part, they find marijuana. So I just don't believe it. I just don't believe that it's really the opioids that are doing this. And I think that these doctors who prescribe people painkillers and stuff that are highly addictive are heroes. You know, I went to my doctor. This was a year ago. I went to my doctor. This is crazy. I get out of character for a sec. This is this is crazy. I went to my doctor last year because I had like an anxiety attack, but I didn't know it was an anxiety attack, right? Like I just started kind of getting like cold sweats and my heart was beating really fast. And I, I had never had like a an anxiety attack before. So I went to my doctor the next day. Nah, maybe it wasn't the next day, but a few days later. And I told him about it and he was like, well, you had an anxiety attack. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, I'm going to prescribe you Xanax. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, you don't have to do that. And he was like, well, I'll just give you a, a script. You know, if you want it, you can have them. I was like, dude, don't give me Xanax. I'm going to sell them. Don't, don't do that. I'm going to sell them and then someone's going to die. And then I'm going to feel bad. And it's going to be your fault, doc. It was crazy though. Like all you got to do is go to the doctor and I mean, I shouldn't even tell you this. If you go to the doctor and tell him that you had an anxiety attack, even if you didn't, you could just get Xanax for free. And then you can take it. I would recommend just selling it. Because there are some addicts out there and they'll pay. Especially if uh, things are a little dry, you know. If it's dry season. You sell those bitches 10 bucks a pop. Make some nice money. You got a whole pill bottle full of Xanax. Make 300 bucks or something. It's an idea. I should start selling drugs in my unemployed state. I should be selling drugs. Wouldn't be a bad idea, I don't think. Especially opioids. Whose fault is it? Is it the people taking the drugs or is it the people selling the drugs? Or is it Big Pharma? Maybe it's Big Pharma that's the problem. Big Farms. Big Farms are the problem. Farms with acres and acres, with lots of sheep and cows and pigs. These are the problem. It's big farms. Uh, big farms. Uh, what else? Big farms. Uh, what else? 
These aren't controversial enough, guys. I mean, does anyone really get mad when I say that the opioid crisis isn't a big deal? Maybe one of you out there. Maybe one of you. And am I am I even being serious about it? Who knows? But are you really bothered? Isn't that what I'm trying to do here? That's why I asked for controversy. I want to ruffle feathers. I'm a feather ruffler. And you're giving me, why did my dad not come home from the gas station? Really? Okay, he didn't love you. But it's not controversial. And no one else really cares. I don't want to just bother one person. It's not fun to bother one person. It's fun to bother lots of people. Unless the one person is a cuck. You know what I mean? Like a blue check mark on Twitter. Then it's fun to bother one person. Besides that, I don't get much out of it. Okay. Well, good thing we got Jimmy McDonald, everyone. Because Jimmy McDonald, he told me to talk about the gender pay gap. I've been talking about this a lot lately. Everyone wants to talk about it. (laughs) The gender pay gap is a good representation of women as a whole right now because it's really annoying. You know? It's really... um, Of all these like BS arguments, this one's got to be the worst. I've talked about it before. I mean, like, what do you, what else do you want me to say? It's just not real. Like, do men make work more than women? They do. Is it because of sexism? No. You know, I mean, I was explaining this on stage the other night. Like, how do people not get this? When they were talking about the Women's World Cup, how do people not get this? The Men's World Cup generates six, the last one, generated six billion dollars. You following me? Six billion. The Women's World Cup, if I'm not mistaken, less than 250 million. So the men get paid more and the women get paid less. Does that make sense? Are you following me? I know you might have got lost in the minutiae. And I'm throwing all these big numbers out there. But hopefully you were able to follow along. And you see where we landed and why we landed there. The men's players generate more money. The women's players generate less money. The men's players make more money. The women's players make less money. Again, if I lost you, I, I apologize. I'm trying to make this as simple as possible for you. Because I know you might be simple-minded folk. I understand this. And I don't think of myself any better than you. But I just see people talk about this stuff. And I wonder myself, how many people have fetal alcohol syndrome? Because it seems like all of our parents were drinking heavily, all of our mothers drinking heavily when they were pregnant with us. And it shows. 
And I'm not saying I'm any different, but maybe my mom, maybe my mom was drinking some Merlot, and maybe your mom was drinking like Four Loco or something, even though it didn't exist. But she was drinking, maybe your mom was drinking Steel Reserve. You understand? So maybe your fetal alcohol baby is worse than mine. But I still have it, not saying I don't. I mean, are we, do I have to say anything? Okay, look. It's just silly to blame it on sexism. It's not sexism. That's not what it is. I mean, you got to think about it like this. Why, why does Bryce Harper get a $300 million contract? Okay. Bryce Harper, one of the best baseball players, didn't he get a $300 million contract? Let me see this. Bryce Harper, $300 million. Was it $300 million? Bryce Harper, $330 million. Okay? Bryce Harper, $330 million. So Bryce Harper gets $330 million. Now let's see. How much money does uh, Sidney Crosby um, contract? Sidney Crosby signed a 12-year, $100 million contract, $100 million contract, okay? And Bryce Harper, this is like, this is going to be a little harder to follow, but I believe in you. Sidney Crosby, average salary per year is about $9 million, Okay? Sidney Crosby, and I don't. I think Sidney Crosby's kind of a pussy, but you can't deny that he's one of the best players in the NHL. He's top five. Sidney Crosby, nine million dollars. Let's see. What about um, Alex Ovechkin, my favorite player? Let's see how much Ovi's making. Um, so he's got thirteen-year, one hundred twenty-four million dollar contract. So that's an average, that's nine and a half million, right? So let's say two of the top five best hockey players, their salary is nine or nine and a half million. Then you got Bryce Harper in the MLB, 33 million. So three times more, three and a half times more. Why do you ask? Why, Dave? Why? There's discrimination against hockey players. It's clear, isn't it? If you think the gender pay gap exists and it's because of sexism, then you would also have to think that hockey players are systemically oppressed. And that's why they don't have pay equality. Right? Clearly, there's a conspiracy in our society against hockey players that doesn't allow them to succeed and get what they're worth. But in reality, people just watch baseball more than hockey. More people go to baseball games than hockey games. 
There's 162 baseball games. That's so many tickets you can sell and so much beer you could sell at the games and hot dogs. In hockey, there's 82 games. It's still a lot of games. But I don't see many people walking around with hockey jerseys. I see lots of people walking around with Yankee hats and Derek Jeter jerseys. You do see it. You see it a lot. But I don't really see people walking around with Islanders jerseys, you know? And that's why hockey players make less than baseball players. So, if you're so upset about the gender pay gap, and you think the women's soccer players should make more money, then go get a Megan Rapinoe jersey. Your tweet is not going to make the... the Women's soccer team get any more money. And I don't even get who people are mad at. The government doesn't decide how much the women's soccer players get paid. FIFA does. And there are collective bargaining agreements, I think. I'm not sure how they do it. But it's like, why is it up to society? You have a players organization. These people represent the players. They have to, they have to negotiate a good deal. The MLB, their deal with the players is different than the NBA and the players, which is different from the NHL. And clearly, some leagues are better than others at negotiating. Okay? I mean, it seems like the MLB is pretty good at it. And the NBA, these guys make a lot of money because they negotiated for it. And they bring in a lot of revenue because people watch the sports. I mean, dude, I hate, I, I'm, I'm sorry. People just don't, women's sports are just not as much fun to watch. They're really not. Are we going to be honest? You know I like being honest on here. Are we going to be honest? They're just not. I mean, certain things, there's like Olympic events that women are better at. And it is more exciting. But when it comes to, like, basketball, you're going to tell me women's basketball is more exciting than men's basketball? Come on. Come on. Don't do that. Oh, Women play softball. They don't, they don't even play baseball. I don't know, man. Gender pay gap, it's bullshit. It should be a bigger gap. Am I right? Like a nice thigh gap? Women love thigh gaps. Well, that's not the only gap that they should love. They should love the pay gap. Every woman wants a nice thigh gap that you can see through. You guys know what I'm talking about. Every woman wants a nice thigh gap. Maybe some of them don't, but lots of women like a nice thigh gap. They want to have a nice thigh gap for some reason. I don't understand the fixation with a thigh gap. I've never thought to myself, well, she's pretty hot, but she doesn't have a thigh gap. Never crossed my mind, but for some reason, there are women who are pretty fixated on getting a nice thigh gap going. Well, I think they should be fixated on a different kind of gap, the gender pay gap. And they should be focused on increasing the distance between salaries for men and for women. You know, I mean, I'm, and this is tongue-in-cheek, folks. 
But you know what? I feel like you make you make women feel bad. You make women feel bad. What if a woman wants to be a stay-at-home mom and you make those women, there's plenty of women who want to do that. Why is that a bad thing? And you make those women feel bad because you say, well, you say, well, it's not fulfilling to stay at home and just be a mom. Well, how do you know, bitch? Sorry, I didn't mean to call you bitch. But you are making those women feel bad. And I'm sure many, many of them are quite content in their lives. I wouldn't mind being a stay-at-home dad. Sounds kind of fun. And you could still pursue something worthwhile. You know, the last... The last topic is from... Is from Julia Heavey. I think that's how you say her last name. This is Josh's girlfriend. We've never met before, Julia, but you told me to talk about Thinks Underwear. And I don't know what that is. So I have to Google that right now. Let's see what Thinks Underwear is. T-H-I-N-X Underwear. They're not a sponsor. Um, Hip Hugger. Period Proof Underwear. Extra, extra large. Black. 34 bucks. How about that? 34 bucks. They got four and a half stars. How it works. How do things period proof undies work? Let's see. How do they work? Our washable, reusable undies absorb your period and are a more substantial sub- solution than single use disposable products. Oh, so it's good for the environment. Depending on your flow, light, medium, heavy, things can replace pads, tampons, liners, and cups, or be worn with tampons and cups for extra protection. Like regular underwear, underwear, but so much better. Every pair of things is made with our signature technology for ultimate protection. There's the moisture wicking. There's the odor controlling. You got to have that odor control. There's a super absorbent layer. There's the leak resistant layer. This is big, people. This is big. This is a four-step process. So how do I use them? Every person in every period is unique. You said it, sister. Which is why it's good to know your flow. I've been saying it for years. See how things works for these one-of-a-kind people with periods. So women, you could have said one-of-a-kind women with periods. Because even trans women cannot have periods. I do not believe so. Unless it was a self-induced period. And uh, that, that gets a little dicey. We won't get into that. <sighs> Glennis is a cup user with a heavy flow. Ew. She wears things alone. On light days. Oh, okay. So on the light days, she's like, I could just wear my Thinks underwear. But on the heavy days, she's like, I'm going to need my cup. Karen has a light flow and uses Thinks instead of tampons. Hell yeah, Karen. Alina has a painful and inconsistent flow. That doesn't sound fun. So she uses Thinks to back up her tampons. Okay. So it's just in case. 
I like your style, Alina, because you're being careful. Because you're worried about your pants. Things are washable, reusable, and simple to care for. After rinsing, wash them separately. Yeah, you're going to wash them separately. Trust me. You're going to want to wash them separately. Maybe in the sink. Or with the rest of your laundry. Maybe not. Maybe not. You're going to hang dry them. Rinse first. Cold wash on laundry day. Cold wash. And then hang dry. Try things at home first where you're most comfortable, to test how they work for your flow. We recommend starting with our best-selling hip hugger, which holds up to two regular tampons worth. I don't like when they talk about it like that. Did that make anyone else uncomfortable? I feel like that would even, I feel like that would make anyone a little bit uncomfortable, right? That holds up to two regular tampons worth. Let's not get into specifics, okay? Let's try to keep this vague. If you have a light flow, you may be able to wear things instead of traditional period products like pads and liners. If you have a heavy flow, you may choose to wear things as a backup to your tampon or cup. Yeah. Let's not get too ambitious with these. Hey, man. I mean, okay, Julia. Is this this controversial? You know? This seems like just a good product. It does. This seems like a good product for women. And, um, you know, they're kind of goofy looking. But, but I think it's great. I think it's great. You don't have to, you don't have to shove, you know, whatever, whatever a tampon's made out of. You don't have to put that in there. You don't need a pad. You can just wear these. I think if I was a woman... This is something I'd be very interested in. It's all about comfort, you know? I'd be pretty stoked about this, that this exists. And I would probably get some thinks. I would get some thinks underwear. And I said that they're not a sponsor. And I think that if they listen to the podcast, they still would not even consider being a sponsor. But they should, because I think I just made a good pitch. And I didn't even say anything sexist. I just did a whole thing about period panties. And I didn't say anything that was sexist, I don't think. Which is pretty good for me. I'm pretty happy about that. So I don't know. You could get some Thinx underwear. And then you won't have to wear a pad or a tampon. Unless you got a heavy flow. And then there is no helping you. Unfortunately, I wish I was, it wasn't that way. Maybe I'm going to think, I'm going to think of my own period product right now. Are you ready? This is what it's going to be. The, okay. The Dyson, the Dyson Dracula. You like that? Why is it called the Dracula? Well, Dracula, he sucks your blood, right? Mmm, now you're thinking. Dyson makes vacuums. Are you following? Small vacuum. Very small vacuum. When you feel it coming on, you're just going to run over to the bathroom, and you're just going to flick on 
the vacuum. The mini Dyson Dracula. And then you're going to swoosh it all up. And then... And then you're going to flush the vacuum cleaner. It's flushable. But it will clog the pipes. And a plumber will have to extract it. But it is flushable. Anything's flushable, really. As long as it's going to fit through that hole. The toilet bowl hole. I see those signs in bathrooms sometimes. It's like, don't flush any paper products. I'm like, is that a challenge? And then I flush paper products. Just to stick it to the man. I'm not just going to listen to a fucking sign. So if you're interested in the Dyson, the Dyson Dracula, my new product, it'll be on sale 2027. We're still working on the technology. And... Uh, my engineers have posited that it will be ready in eight years. So we're very excited about it. Well, I think that's just about it. That's just about all I had to say. So thank you for listening. I love you all. I'll see you next time. Bye.